It's a great lesson to be reminded each day because as you probably know in your days, sometimes it seems like I don't have everything I need. Have you ever been there? I know I certainly have, and yet to be reminded that we have everything we need from the Lord. Amen? To be reminded of this truth, and again today to see that even in the middle of everything that we walk through in life, even through difficulties and trials and, and especially through, through everything each day, that God has given us everything we need, especially Lord maintaining love. Wow, I can't tell you how often I sure need the love of the Lord. Amen? All right, well, if you would like to read along in our passage, if you have uh, a Bible, uh, there may be one there in front of you. If you don't, we are in the book of First Chronicles today, we're going to be reading First Chronicles in chapter 16, First Chronicles chapter 16, and we're going to be reading verses 28 through 34, First Chronicles 16, verses 28 through 34. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all of the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then the trees of the forest will sing. They will sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Father, thank you. Thank you for this truth. And thank you that we can rest in this truth, that your love endures forever. Lord, we ask, especially again today as we look into this message, Lord, that you would prepare our eyes to see your love and prepare our ears to, to hear the truth of your love. And Lord, I pray that you would again soften our hearts and, and, and make them able to receive this truth of your love lasting forever. Lord, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Well, today we are continuing our sermon series, God, Our Creator. And we are remembering briefly, again, the, the ground that we have walked through to get to this place today of seeing that God, our Creator, He is God, our Lord. He is God, our Lord, overall, working in the middle of it all. And through it all for his kingdom and his glory and his great name. And in Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Both the believing and the unbelieving. And there are a lot of different ideas about God and what he is like. And what he is not like. But as we have witnessed in this series, that God is the Lord, both the compassionate and Lord the gracious. And that perfect picture again as we saw in the Bible. The people of the city of Nineveh. The people that Jonah thought deserved hell, fire and brimstone. He deserved, they deserved, the guilty people deserved punishment from God. But God had other plans. And he wanted them to see him. And choose him and humble themselves before him and turn away from their evil ways and trust him. And after hearing Jonah's message, they did so. You see, God feels for us, He understands that we struggle, He understands that we're dust. And he knows that he is our solution to everything that ails us. He is the solution. We can search the world over and think that we found true love. But as the old hee-haw song says, there's another and you've been gone, right? He is the only one that can satisfy our every need. And his voice is proclaiming throughout all of the earth. And that happens because we saw also that the Lord is perfectly patient. He doesn't deal with us the way that we sometimes deal with each other. Aren't you glad that God doesn't treat us like we sometimes treat each other? The Lord does not have a short fuse. In fact, he's slow to even become angry. For he knows again that we're dust and prone to wander. And he demonstrates just how perfectly patient he is around 6,000 years ago. He proclaimed in his word, he set a maximum of 120 years that he would pursue a man. If it took 120 years, God would wait 120 years wooing that person for them to come. The Lord is willing to give us 
a huge amount of time in our eyes, right? But as we know, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is but a day. A hundred and twenty years is less than a snap of a finger in God's eyes. But he waits, and he woos, and he's leading, and guiding, and speaking, and drawing the perfect gentleman. Why? Because the Lord is perfectly patient. And we've seen that the Lord is abounding love. And we saw that this word abound, it means plentiful and teeming and fully supplied. The Lord is fully supplied with love and faithfulness for us, as we'll see. That whenever we need, it's like our pantry. We're going to have chunky soup today. And we get in and we take a can out. And we have chunky soup for lunch. And we open the door and there's another one there. That God has already perfectly supplied everything that we need. All of the love that we need. All of the faithfulness that we need is already there when we need it and when we use it he's already resupplied it it's what it means to be the lord abounding love and abounding faithfulness and we saw last week we would have saw if the computer had been working for us but this verse second timothy 2 11 through 13 here is you can read this with me here is a trustworthy saying if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. You see, God's people, we God's people that have submitted our lives, we've believed, we've received Jesus Christ, we proclaim him as our Lord of all. He has sown his seed in our hearts. Holy Spirit lives in us, and he doesn't leave. He doesn't forsake. He's always with us. Our job, if you remember last week, what was our job? Our job is to Fan the spirit of the living God that is in us. Fan him into flame through our lives. And even in those moments, as long as we have not disowned Christ, as long as we have not completely turned our back and said, I'm done with you, I'm not going to believe anymore, I'm on my own. As long as that's not the case... Even when we're faithless. Has anybody here ever been faithless? Anybody besides pastor? Good. I'm glad none of you. Oh, Even, listen, listen. When we are inside Christ and Christ is inside us, even in those times when we are faithless, he will remain faithful. Because he's remaining faithful. Faithful to himself. He cannot disown himself 
in us. That's exciting news as we saw last week. God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always there awaiting for us again to repent and return to him and fan into flame the gift of God that is alive in us. That's exciting news. Turn the page. There we go. So the Lord, he is both abounding in love and faithfulness, and because of that, he is more than enough. Say that with me. The Lord more than enough. More than enough. The, the, the pantry is overflowing with love and faithfulness for us. So we lay the foundation today for our message today, continuing seeing the next proclamation that the Lord made of himself to Moses in Exodus 34, 6 and 7. Today, let's see Lord maintaining love. Say that with me. Lord maintaining love. Ongoing. Maintaining. I love that. Maintaining love. That exact phrase that the Lord proclaimed to Moses as translated in the New International Version is maintaining love to thousands. And at first glance, the statement doesn't seem quite right. Thousands doesn't sound nearly big enough, right? The people shouted, Saul has slain his thousands, and David has slain his tens of thousands, right? Tens of thousands sounds bigger. The Lord, the Lord you should really have said there, maintaining love to tens of thousands. And then I noticed in my study Bible that down in the reference section that this statement pointed me back to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus 20, interestingly enough, is where the Lord first gave Moses the Ten Commandments. And in chapter 20 and verse 6, regarding his love, the Lord proclaimed to Moses, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me, and keep my commandments. Thousand generations. Not thousands, not tens of thousands, but a thousand generations of those who love him. Of those who love him and keep his commands. And in the note that came that that was there down below that one, it helped me to understand it. It, it, it. it popped. It completely exploded, and I hope that it completely explodes for you in a good way. It magnifies that you'll see this and what it means. In the treaty language of the ancient 
Near East, at the time that this was written, the ancient Near East, as referenced in my study Bible, it said that love owed to a great king that ruled and reigned. Love that was owed to a great king that ruled and reigned. And it said this. Regarding love for the ancient Near East king that was ruling and reigning over the people, it meant total allegiance and implicit trust that is expressed in obedient service. Total allegiance and implicit trust that is expressed in obedient service. I'm going to leave that on there. And here the Lord is proclaiming that he maintains love to thousands, in fact, thousands of generations of those who love him. You see that, right? To love him, to love Christ, to love our Lord, to love the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, it's total allegiance and implicit trust. Trust. No matter what. Through it all. Even when I can't see it, I know he's moving. Even when I can't feel it, I know he's moving. Even when it doesn't make sense to me, I know he's moving. I know that he's loving. I know it. Implicit trust. Implicit trust that he is the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate, the gracious God, that he is slow to anger. He is abounding in love and faithfulness and that he does indeed love for a thousand generations of those that love him. When's the last time you thought of it like that? Because you know most Christians believe that he is the Lord. Believe that he is the Lord. The Lord. And even though we have no way to grasp the number of people represented in a thousand generations of those that love him. Most would say, I believe it. Anybody believe it here? Anybody here? Great, got some hands. I love that. Most Christians will sing the song, Jesus Loves Me. And believe it to be the authentic truth because the Bible tells me so. Right? But I'm convinced that 
quite possibly many Christians, many professing Christians, do not live resting peacefully in this truth. That yes, Jesus loves me. Even when I can't see it. Even when I can't feel it. Even when it doesn't make sense to me. Even when answers seem to be taking forever to come. Even when the answers that come aren't what I want to hear. Proclaim with all of my heart, yes, Jesus loves me through it all. Through it all. You see, it's far too easy to, to worry about those things that we can't control. To react to people. To take things personally. To live on pins and needles worrying about what happened yesterday. What might happen today. And what tomorrow might bring. Yes, Jesus loves me. But this, that, and the other thing that I don't understand. I've been there. Can I, just, can I just say I've been there? Praise God I'm not there today. But I've been there. And can I say it's, 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 it's okay to be there. Sometimes it's even good to be there. Because it's easy to take for granted something that we've believed from the time we were a little boy or a little girl or even something that we believed first 10 years ago. And yet in the moment to live in assurance, yes, Jesus loves me. What would it be to sing out in assurance, the truth that regardless of what life seems to be like today, and even though I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And I can trust you with my whole heart. And I do. Even when I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. This week I was considering this message. The Lord maintaining love. And the Lord brought to my attention a love song that was made popular uh, first in the first movie of the Twilight Saga. We know God tells us that he loves us. The Bible tells us so. How many promises? I, I, lots. We know that God loves us. We know that the Bible is filled with promises that God has made to us, that God is faithful and God keeps. But far too often we are like the disciples when Jesus walked the earth. Far too often we live in a fear-based place based upon what we're currently experiencing 
rather than on the truth and the promises that he has made, promises that never waver because they are grounded on the sure foundation. I don't, under, I don't always understand everything, and I'm sure that you don't either. But I'm here today to say I believe. And today, I've been praying for this moment that maybe there are some here today that need to stand in that place to be reminded of God's love and to reaffirm, I believe, even though I can't see. Today, I'd like us to close this message by asking each of us to enter into this love song, to make it your prayer to the Lord and to hear the Lord expressing his love for you. It's a song of one person expressing to the other that they have doubts and fears about life, that there are things that they do not know and do not understand. It's a song that is expressing their desire to give in, to lean back, and to trust the Lord. It's a song where the other sings back in all love, expressing that love, expressing that devotion, expressing the extent that they have gone to to make it possible for this love relationship with you to be together with you in love forevermore. Today, this is a personal prayer prayed by you to Jesus. And as you pray, hear our Lord reply, expressing through the words of Ephesians 3, 18 and 19, may you know how wide and long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. May you know his love that surpasses head knowledge and be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. Hear this song between you, his beloved, and he, the lover of your soul.